Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This is Richard Deitch, the host of the Sports Media Podcast with Richard Deitch. Multiple times a week, our podcast will get you interviews with the most notable names in sports media, from broadcasters to dealmakers to people doing great work behind the scenes. Here's Hubie Brown. Anytime that you win an award, it's not just because of the announcer and the analyst. It's always because of the production team. That's the Sports Media Podcast with Richard Deitch. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go! It's the Boomer and Carton Postgame Show with Al and Jerry. All right, Thursday podcast time. Boomer and Craig with a wonderful show today after the Cubs won the World Series. Uh, That was a lot of fun. I did not particularly care for the last 30 minutes of the show as they seem to be fighting like a couple that's been together for 40 years and clearly look like they don't want to live with each other anymore. Normally, you know, people always say, oh, I, can, I feel like uh, Boomer hates Craig, and I always tell them, no, they get along famously. Now they do usually. I, I could tell he was actually annoyed today. Yeah. That Boomer was. I thought both of them were. Probably from lack of sleep from staying up watching the game. Possibly. A ornery. Uh, to be a little ornery, yes, perhaps. Uh, Craig's hatred of hockey, perhaps, uh, on top of that. I did find it interesting, and I didn't like this part where we, we I seem to be, as someone who screens the terrible phone calls that come in, and they're all terrible, uh, that uh, I was getting more Knicks calls for a 1-3 basketball team sure. versus a historic World Series game. You've got different types of listeners and different types of fans. The people that like the Knicks love the Knicks. I mean, even Joe, you know, Beningo watched that Knicks game last night and then moved over to the baseball game. You know, Evan Roberts watched the net game and then TiVo'd the baseball game and then caught up with the baseball game. I mean, it actually ended on TiVo frame when he skipped through all the commercials and everything. It ended five minutes after the game actually ended. People love basketball, and, I, you know. Yeah, I also think, like, with the World Series, it was the final game, right? It's over. Uh, there were some great plays in it, obviously. It went back and forth. But I don't know that there's controversy to talk about, and that's what fuels Sports Talk Radio. Sure. Where the Knicks being 1-3 and three, being terrible, there were more things to complain about. There's right. nothing to complain about with the baseball game last night. Well, I think this. I think if you're if the Indians were the Mets or the Yankees— we could have looked at things in that game like, why in the hell did Corey Kluber go out for the fifth inning? And he gives up the home run, and then you take him out. Like, right. If you were going to pitch him, take him out, he was done. He, was, he wasn't he was great in the first. So I think from that standpoint, 
you don't have diehard Indian fans that are going to call up and complain in New York. It's more a matter That's of, it. man, that was a great game. I really don't care who won. And it was fun to watch. What are you going to add to it? Yeah, I just wish there were some way to have that magic in the regular season for baseball. And you it's just, hard. You just don't have it. It's very ever. difficult. No, I mean, you have, listen, you have the day-to-day grind, and you see it more than anybody. A random game in July, if Terry Collins or Joe Girardi makes a stupid move, we do discuss it for four hours. Right. So it's not the passion and the energy and the angst like last night. But you do get the passion from the fans that are ticked off that the manager did something that they don't like. Right. It's just the World Series. It's jam-packed. People are fighting to get in there. Yeah. The game is on the line. It means something. If you lose, you're screwed. I got to tell you, I'm sincere. And I didn't really want to get into this with them uh, because I did see the game. And I, I watched the first five innings live. And I watched the last five innings when I got here at 325. I'm sincerely ticked off that I didn't stay up with my son to watch it. I thought that game was over at 5-1. Me too. The Indians looked like a dead team. Their ace had just gotten knocked out of the game. I I just figured, you know what, the Cubs are going to come back from 3-1 down and it's over. And when I woke up, I was stunned. And I was angry with myself that I actually shut it off. That you missed it. I was. You know, it worked out the night before and they're down 7 nothing. At 7 nothing, I'm going to sleep. And I was thrilled when I woke up and saw 9-3. I didn't miss anything. I was literally, I was taking a shower. I'm like, God damn it. How did I miss that? And then when you came in, as you said, you have this MLB package where you watched the game on the computer, but right. you already know the outcome. Yeah, and it's, it's not the same. Now, it's it's fine for preparation when you do the show. You know everything that happened, but you lose that in the moment. It's live. Oh, my God, what's going to happen next? I knew what was happening next. He listened to Harris every damn 20 minutes right. on the way in. So, tough stuff. And now uh, the championship gear is out. Are you the type of guy that would buy championship gear for your team if your team won? Uh, I would buy a T-shirt. That's it. You would? That's it. But I feel like that's only good for a year. Oh, no. I still wear the Cowboys 1995 champion T-shirt. Well, now that's a throwback, so that works. (laughs) (laughs) It's like it can't be, like, if you you buy a Cubs World Series shirt, that'll work for a year. Okay. Until... All next baseball season, I think you could wear it. That's fine. Then I think you have to put it on the shelf for five years. Fair enough. But if you think about it, if you spend $25 on a T-shirt and you get nine months out of it, I think you've done well. Yes, if you put it in your regular rotation. How much you spend on sandwiches this week? $10 a sandwich. Per day. Yes. Today's Thursday. That's 40 bucks. 40 so the bucks. $25 for the shirt is actually very well worth it. I have a question for you, Jerry. I purchased these shoes yesterday I wanted to show you. They're called sneakers but they're they're more dressier sneakers yes my question to you is this sock hop tonight (laughs) well what do you mean i have a nice black leather those look like sneakers a teenager in the 50s would wear oh i see they're echo brand jerry i saw these in uh, gq magazine um but my point was what was my point i I had a very good point with these sneakers oh uh I just tweeted this out. I don't understand. It happens with all shoes I buy. Shoes, sneakers, all of that. If I make, if I tie my shoelaces regularly, mm. meaning I'm not double knotting it, just a regular tie, they always come untied throughout the day. Okay. How is that possible? Because you're not tying the knot tight enough. No, I'm doing it tight. <laughs> wow. I am. This is a gold mine of clips i'm um, doing I'm, I'm i'm tying it t- listen i'm not cutting the circulation off in my shoe right in my foot i mean but i'm tying the knot i'm like okay this is tight but i end up having to double knot everything which number one looks ridiculous and two to get them off now i'm undoing double knots well i'll say this i'm wearing my 
show you my what sneakers. You I'll there, tweet Jay? these out. My Under Armour sneakers, nice. which are dirty because I was at the baseball field last night. That has been single knotted for probably eight weeks. Oh, you don't untie them. You There's just no slide need. them on. They slide right on. So apparently you have a lace tying deficiency. Yes, I think I do. You now, have LTD. I wish it was possible that we were still into um, Velcro sneakers. That was the <laughs> Whatever best. Whatever happened to the Velcro sneakers? They looked terrible. They did look terrible. Like right. the, they had the Reebok white sneakers with the, the Velcro. The little kids still wear them, though. They do. And they make them, and this is the thing, if you could have made them like that, I don't know why they don't. Like, my son has some Under Armour sneakers, which he can tie. He's getting there. And he also has uh, a Nike. I think I think they're Nike high tops that are actually gro- Velcroed, but they don't look like I don't. I can't describe. They're it. not the two little Velcro. No, no, not it's at a all. whole. It's a, it's a thing goes flap, over. and it the just looks flap. like almost the tongue of the sneaker. It right, looks great. I'd buy those. Right, I would buy those too if they were socially acceptable. It's still not well, even if social acceptability. Well, if you fashion. want them, you wear them. I'm also very fashion conscious, obviously, from these. Sock hop shoes I have so on. Apparently worried about what people think of your shoes. Who I cares? do, yeah. Well, I don't worry about how my shoes look double knotted. I worried about the Velcro shoe. I was for a long time. I had uh, I bought loafers. Long. You know, those are the ones you slide on. See, I don't like those because I wore those in Catholic school and Catholic high school my whole life. Yeah, I, I. Can't they have wear casual them. looking loafers, and when I had them, I had some Sketcher loafers years ago. Right, and at the time, I thought I am never purchasing shoes with t- with laces again. Never. Because I never had to worry about that. Right. Well, you do How now. to work out is that fashionably it looks not great, the loafers. No. Not the at loafer all. Well, shoes. neither do jeans, and you've done that before, so. What do you mean? you worked out in jeans. No, I'm not talking about working out. I'm saying just casually wander around. The... Oh, I thought you said casually work out. No, no, no. Oh, sorry. No, I would never work out in loafers. Got it. I do wear sneakers for that. Well, that's nice of you. I'm just saying. <laughs> Velcro... Shoelaces, loafers. Those are our choices. Got to go with the laces. Got to go with the laces. Uh, And then how about this, Jerry? I come to you from Manhattan, Kansas. Oh, okay. Not right up the road, Manhattan. Or actually, we're in Manhattan, correct? Yes, we are. Okay. This is Manhattan, Kansas. Right. And a thief who left a handwritten note. This is at Kansas State University. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Hunter Jobbins is his name. He was uh, returned to his vehicle, and he realized someone had broken into his car and left a note. Okay. The note said, saw a Kit Kat in your cup holder. I love Kit Kats, so I checked your door, and it was unlocked. (laughs) Did not take anything other than the Kit Kat. I am sorry and hungry. (laughs) So he left a note. Yes. This reminds me, though, because this happens in, first of all, with cars all the time. Like, uh, there's a um, like a Basking Ridge newsletter that goes out. The patch? Uh, like the, Yeah, the patch, exactly. Right. The patch, which they have, like, a crime section. Okay. And so many times there's always car break-ins, and every time it's like, oh, a laptop was stolen, a, uh, all these things stolen out of cars. And like, every one of the stories goes, uh, the vehicle was unlocked. Right. Lock your door. Well, how hard is it to lock the door? See, I don't lock my door. Why? I don't know. I just don't. It takes two seconds. I just don't. And people do that in their houses, too, if they live in a nice town. Um, 
I know beach. I don't know why beach towns do that. A yes, lot. they'll sleep with the door open and the screen door with the breeze coming in. They'll <laughs> right. lock the screen door. Like that's going to prevent anybody. Like the thief comes up to the door and says, like, "I was going to break in here, but this the screen door is locked." Right. I, I don't know. I, I don't know why I don't. I don't lock the doors often. I had one time where um, someone just opened the door and took all the change out of my car. Nothing else. Just the coins. They just took all the change, and there was a snowstorm, and I saw the tracks right up to the door. And then right down, went to the next car, checked that one. Oh, yeah, and they got the cars. Yeah, and they got several of us because a lot of us don't lock our doors, which is kind of sucky and stupid. And you think I would have learned my lesson, but I haven't. I have, first of all, I don't have a nice car. I have a regular car. I have a garage. I lock my door in my garage. Why? Because it takes a half of a second. And why wouldn't I? But- I don't want someone going in my car. First of all, I'd have to get in my garage. If they're in your garage, that's the least of your problems. <laughs> Is that your door's open in your car. Yeah. To me, your car's in the garage, it's locked. I double lock myself in my condo. Like, if I'm just going to be, let's say I'm going to run home, and then an hour later I'm going to go to the gym. When I run home and I get in the door, I double lock myself in. During the day? Yes. See, my wife, see, that's fascinating because I'm the complete opposite. Like, if I'm home, and let's say I'm taking a nap in the afternoon or something, and my wife's working, let's, say, let's just say the kids are at school or something, and I get home You're at 12.30, and my wife's working until 3, and she'll be home at 3.30, and I go home and take a nap, which isn't often, but it happens. She is fascinated that she will get home, and the door's open. I'm like, I'm upstairs. Who's, who's breaking in? At 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Right. I guess people could, and I guess that's my, when it happens to me, and I get my throat slit, I'll learn my lesson. Or worse, get a Kit Kat stolen out of your car. By the way, that story would be super awesome if the guy left the note and a dollar to go get a new Kit Kat bar, or two bucks or something. Right. Like, I was hungry, there was no place to get a Kit Kat. My bad, but I, I couldn't help myself. Please go buy I yourself took your another Kit Kat. one. Yeah. Sorry I for wonder, the inconvenience. Where did he get a pen, and he wrote it on a napkin. Who like, knows? where do you get a pen? Maybe he had his lunch bag with him or something. I don't know. Or maybe the now, guys whose car it was had a pen in the car also. Would you call that theft if he left it $2? Is, no. Uh, yeah, because he still, he didn't authorize him to buy the Kit Kat hmm. from you. Interesting. Like, would you consider a good dude. Would you consider a theft if I, like, uh, one day you come in and I take your sweatshirt but leave you, like, 15 bucks? It depends. Am I making out on the sweatshirt? <laughs> no. You no. Know, you're losing out a little bit. <laughs> then I guess it it's is. It's reasonably yeah. priced, but you're kind of losing out. Yeah. Because you like the sweatshirt. Then. Maybe that kid was saving his Kit Kat for after a particularly tough class at Kansas State University. He wanted his 70 calories without yeah. going over. Yes. Which reminds me of another thing, Jerry. Uh, I am uh, officially now starting to uh, look at what I eat. Why? Because I got to look in the mirror yesterday. <laughs> I had the to pouch take, getting a little big. I had to take my shirt off. Yeah. So I was uh, changing shirts, and I was sideways, side view into Not the happy mirror. With yourself, huh? Not good. It's amazing to me with the way you eat, right? That that is the case, and but, I wonder why that is. Well, I've let some you, you've seen. I'd use heaping tablespoons of <laughs> peanut butter. Yes, you do. Right, and he, by the way, but what, what he means by that is Al has two servings of peanut butter with one granola bar. Yes. That's a lot. And I do a similar thing for dinner with uh, my sweet potatoes and butter. See, I would not take you <laughs> as eating butter. I would think you'd oh, eat yeah. the Greek yogurt. I get the uh, Olivier. Olivia or something. I don't know. It's made with olive oil. Supposedly a little better, but it's still not Not if good you're having you. two tablespoons of it every night. <laughs> and by the way, what are you putting butter on a sweet potato for? Oh, There's no need for it. What do you mean? 
Oh, the you sweet just have potato a dry? is sweet. Oh, I see. There's no. All reason right, maybe for... I'll try that. Or have a. You could even have a regular potato with Greek yogurt, plain Greek yogurt. It's like sour cream. You would never know the difference. But I, what I don't understand is I still weigh exactly the same that I weighed, only my stomach appears to be getting big. You're losing muscle mass and getting fatter. <laughs> getting well, this, fatter in the middle. Well, this isn't uplifting. This isn't Listen, what I was hoping. I'm dealing with the same thing, pal. Mm. I lost five pounds. I put four pounds right back on yeah. in two weeks. <laughs> I have an exercise. That's why. Yeah. Terrible. Like mm. two old Fs that <laughs> don't know what's going on with our lives. Should we just do sit-ups the remaining rest of the minutes here on the podcast? I, I guess we just could. Just straight up sit-ups. I think we'll be out of breath in about run in place. 30 seconds. Mm. Running in place is good. Jumping jacks, awesome. Burpees are fantastic. Yeah, That's that, where it's those at. are hard. No, they're not. Burpees? They're not hard. Where you, you do the push-up, you jump up. Yeah, well, by the way, there, I got to go air. here in a second. We'll take a pause and come back. A pause. There's a burpee challenge. I would love to see if you would do it. I think you would. Burpee challenge. We'll talk about it in a minute while you just entertain the crowd. Oh. Jerry's running out to um, tape his, he does a 10-10 wins update and then a Joe and Evans update, and then he comes back in here. And I normally edit this part out, and then we just act like he never left. So I'm going to stop here, then you're going to hear an edit, and then Jerry and I talking again. I'm going to edit right now. And we're back with Jerry Recco. How'd that go? Uh, well, I, I stopped talking shortly after you left. Oh, you did. So you well, I told him I'd be uh, I'd be editing it in a certain section. So there was no solo Al for no. seven minutes. But I broke the uh, broke the wall, as they say, Jerry. I told him that you will always leave during the post game podcast to to do a Joe and Evan update. Yes, and to do a ten ten wins update, and then I edit it seamlessly with my smooth production skills to make it seem like you never left. Yeah, I mean, you know, cat's out of the bag, but. You, quite frankly, have become a production whiz. So what's this burping challenge we're going to do? Oh, burpee. Oh, burpee. No, we're not drinking Coca-Cola and burping all afternoon. I was going to say Bob Dwyer in the office would crush that contest. Yes, He burps a lot. I I know. I'm concerned for him because I saw on like a 2020 show, uh, somebody had like some very bad illness. Yeah. And they said one of the, uh, one of the, what do you call those symptoms is uh, always burping. It's bad. He burps all the time. In fairness, though, he drinks about as much carbonated soda he does. as someone that works at the Coca-Cola plant. He does enjoy a Coca-Cola. I mean, and the beer. I mean... Cans. He loves he the cans. He must have gas bubbles running through his body like yeah. crazy. I don't know what he's consuming on his ride in because he has a long drive in. And people like different drinks. Like, you're a coffee guy on your ride in? Yeah, I like one cup of coffee on the way in, which I only drink half. I leave the other half of the way home. Which is insane. Why? I have iced coffee. It's more like lukewarm or cool coffee. That's cold at this point, especially in the winter. In this weather, yes. Yeah, yeah. In the summer, the coffee never gets cold. So you purposely only drink half of your coffee because you you want the other half for the ride home. I like it for the ride home with the sunflower seeds. All right. It sounds lovely. Keeps me up. Okay. It works. And then I'll drink one cup here, and that's it. Yeah. That's it for the day. Okay. Uh, So the burpee challenge. Now, what, to explain to the audience, Jerry, what is a burpee? So, so a burpee is a fitness move, which you're very aware what it is. I know what it is, but the audience is very straight uneducated. Up, right? You jump to the sky, you know, jump You start high. in a standing position. Yeah, you start standing, you bend, you jump. From the jump, you kick your legs back. You do either a plank or a push-up. The plank's the easier thing, obviously. Or you do a push-up. From the push-up or the plank, back up, jump. That's one. You've now completed one. Back down, and when you jump and land, that's two. 
So there's this one thing that is really cool. It's a burpee uh, challenge for 30 days where it's essentially you're going to start with five regular burpees. You can take 30 seconds off. Then they're going to be alternating leg squat burpees. So it's, and you can describe as I do All this. Right. So it's here, here, right? You jump up, down, do a push-up. So you step with the right leg, squat, step with the left leg, squat, jump, push-up, up. And now once you've started, you're jumping right into the squat. You're not landing with two feet. It's pretty cool. Then they've got the other ones where you jump up. You do a push-up. When you come up with a push-up, you keep your left arm down, right arm up, right arm down, left arm up, back up, push. That's one. You do five of those. Seems and complicated. It's not. Once you just write it down, you'll know what it is. Point is, you take six different varieties of the burpee. So day one, you're going to do 30 of them because you're doing five of each. And you could rest in between. You get 30 seconds in between All right. each five, which doesn't sound like much. By day 30, and you're not increasing every day. But by day 30, you're trying to do 25 of each. It's 150. Burpees. A day. You've done them before with the Insanity Workout. Could you imagine working your way up to 150 I of could those not. a day? Well, they do that like even like with the push-up challenge. Sure. Right? There's an app for it. There's a, there's a, a website. I think it's called 100 Push-Ups. And they build you up to being able to do 100 straight push-ups. Right. I guess it just goes with the theory with anything. If you do it every day and just do be one better the next day than right. you are today, then you can do it. Which seems so simple, and yet it's not. Right. Like, it's I feel really like if not. I could do 30 push-ups right now. Right. Tomorrow, I could do 31. Why couldn't I? In theory. Or 32. But I guess at some point, your body reaches its point where it needs to be pushed further. Yes. Or not. And then 32 turning into 100... That's tough. Now, speaking of that, Jerry, this weekend is the New York City Marathon. So how are you working this? What time are you up on Sunday morning? Uh, Sunday, well, my girlfriend, uh, Gina, is running the uh, New York City Marathon for Team Boomer. Right. 26.2 miles around Manhattan and the bridges and all that stuff. Uh, Well, she has to get up very early because she's traveling in the group with Team Boomer. They get a bus. They get to the starting line and all this stuff. Yeah, They do a whole thing together. Uh, so I just have to figure out where along the city I'm going to peek in and uh, watch also the Jets and Giants are both on at 1 o'clock while this is going on. So I'll be in a sports bar probably somewhere. Will she be done by 1? No, 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 no. No. What time does it start? Uh, well, they have different waves. I believe her wave is starting at 11. Oh, wow. So she'll be done at uh, either like 4.30, 5 o'clock. Wow. Yeah, it should take her like five, five and a half hours. Is what she's hoping for. So you're basically spending the day in New York just to get a glimpse of her for five seconds. Mm-hmm. And, and to then be very when supportive. she goes by you, are yeah. you then going to go set up shop at the finish line for her? Uh, yes. And then what? And then uh, I have to go home. And she better not complain about being tired. <laughs> <laughs> You've been sitting around all day waiting for her. Listen, I am exhausted. You know how many beers I've had at the sports bar? I'm exhausted right gonna now. It's going to cost you some cash Sunday. Yeah, so... Um, have you plotted out the sports bar I, you'll be in? No, I haven't plotted out anything. I just plan on kind of... Uh, uh, tomorrow, when I see her tomorrow, we'll plot out everything as to where I'm seeing. But uh, Craig always says it's a... He, he's been a few times that it's a, a very emotional experience... Watching people cross through. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I don't get the sense that you're going to break down in tears. 
Call me a bad guy for thinking that of you. I don't see you. Here's what I say. So are we done now? I mean, if we don't get out of the city now, I'm going to be in traffic. <laughs> I have got to get home, get to bed. I'll make it all about me for sure. Of course you will. As I always do everything. That's pretty much what you do. Yes. So there's, so there's no sense or thought of, I know Craig had um, mentioned this once before, there's no idea or thought of getting a hotel just so that you don't have to travel back in in the morning? Or? We're going to get a hotel on a Saturday night because okay. she has to get a very early start. Okay. And she does not need the stress of me getting her into the city on Sunday morning. Got it. So, uh, but then after that, it's all logistics. You know, she has to get to her work on Monday morning. So we, we have to really be back in New Jersey. Got it. All right. Well, That'll good be a good you. time, though. That sounds like a blast. Yeah. She will, I'm sure, never run another marathon again. But this is, for a lot of people, Jerry, they call this a bucket list item. Yeah, I get. I, well, I don't like that whole bucket list thing, but I get you want to do something um, for sure. I wanted to do the, and I can't. I, I wanted to do one of those Spartan races. Those look like fun. I actually sat down and watched one though. And while the thirty-minute episodes look fun and cool, and the crawling through the mud, that's all neat. Man, I saw some where they got you're literally strapping lumber, you know, like tree logs on your back, and you've got to walk uphill. I mean, I can't do that on my back physically. Right. I was very disappointed by that because I we were planning a friend of mine who I work out with or work out, please exercise with. There's one in Vegas right around the time of my birthday. I'm like, that would be awesome. Go away for the me and my wife's birthday are relatively close, and we could go to Vegas for the weekend. And me and him would go do that, and the wives would hang out and whatever, the the the, the meet or, or the run or whatever the hell it's called is only a few hours. So it would be perfect for the race. But we watched it. He's into it. I'm like, I can't do that. And there's no, well, then don't worry about it. Skip and go to the next thing. Like, you're disqualified. Yeah, I feel like I would pop a hernia doing that. Doing anything uh, yeah. lifting or moving my legs. Well, if you lift it the right way, I'm more worried about my spine, which is a disaster. That right would now. not be good if you broke your spine. So that was kind of disappointing. So, mm. But I could totally understand that that's something, although running sucks, yes. I could see that that's something she wants to do. Yes. Any desire at all to do that? Me, none. Never, right? Me, no, me. I've done like a 5K, which is three miles as opposed to 26.2 miles. And I'm complaining the three miles. Yeah, I don't blame you. The entire time. Yeah. It's listen. It's I mean, not my thing. I don't like running. We did that little small triathlon on Long Long Island. What are we doing? I only want to do things that will help. So when I do see myself in the mirror, I'm not completely disgusted. Right. And running wouldn't do that for me. Speaking Lifting of, weights would. Speaking of that, do you think there's any chance I get the body beast discs back from Craig? They're probably in the drawer with the uh, money he owes us. I thought they were going to be coasters. Oh, <laughs> soda. yeah, no, no chance you're getting that yeah. back. But you got to know that going in. When I you did. Give him I something. Know. You've. You. I actually assumed... thought he was going to try it. Yeah, I didn't think it would last long. I thought he would try it. Right. They may be in the office. I would look there if you really he brought want them, them back. Oh, he did. He did bring them home. That Next sucks. time I'm over there, I'll eyeball them and try this. Maybe I'll steal them back for you. That would be awesome. I you won't are tell them. I'll just steal steal them. That would be good. All right. So are we done? All here? right, Jerry. Yes. Uh, the warm up. Coming up next, we will have a warm-up for you tomorrow as well, so you can right. make sure you download that. Uh, all good stuff. I feel like there was something else I was going to ask you, and I completely blanked. Oh, are we going to Houston now? What uh, the hell? I have always thought all along for the Super Bowl coverage that we were going to go for Thursday's and Friday show. Like, we'd, we'd go right. after Wednesday show, do Thursday, Friday, and leave Friday or leave Saturday. So you just go That's my prediction. Of, bang out a couple of shows yeah. and get out of there. Talk to the same uh, old oh. sports stars. All right. Well, I like I talking to Roger Stahlback once a year. 
That's cool. Reminds me of childhood. Yes, that was in San Francisco. I think you were in the little our little setup area. That's right. With him, which was kind of cool. All right, warm up right, coming sir. up next. Uh, everybody have a good weekend, and we'll see you tomorrow morning at five forty-five. What if I? It's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Alan Jerry. It's the shortest show on WFAN. All right, good luck with that. And Boomer and Carton are coming up in 15 minutes or so. What's up, Al? How are you? Oh, hi, Jerry. So how about a game that goes four and a half hours last night, 10 innings, and we have now seen two things I never thought I would see. The Red Sox winning the World Series, a matter of fact, a few of them, and now the Cubs are World Series champions. They come back from 3-1 down in the series. They win last night in Cleveland, which, by the way, seemed like a Cubs home game. Yeah, I was noticing that, was that even uh, coming in, listening to Harris Allen do, play the radio calls yes. of the home runs yep. and the big plays in favor of the Cubs, and you hear the crowd roaring. When when Dexter Fowler leads off with a home run and you don't hear, it's you would think it's going to be silent, and it's like it's raucous. And when David Ross hits the home run, it's like, where are they? Uh, and then they had the thing during the game where they showed StubHub released that 80% of their, you know, their secondary market tickets were ba- were bought from the Chicago area. I mean, what, unbelievable. What kind of ride is that, Jerry? You're a man who does I a lot think, of traveling. I think it's 350 miles I saw. 350 miles. I if think. I do 60 miles per hour, I'd get there in 17 hours, I think. Uh, no. <laughs> or six. Six, six hours. hours. Okay, so shorter distance. So that's not terrible. What are you driving to Florida from New York? <laughs> Did you see, though, Jerry, after the uh, David Ross home run, uh, you know, a lot of times now guys have their own special handshakes yes. and high fives with different players. You'll see the Mets do this, the Yankees do yes. this. Well, I saw uh, David Ross did this after his homer. He was, instead of high-fiving, he was bumping, um, I guess, cups is one, like your jock straps. Yes. He did that as his sort of thing that he has with his teammates. Very unique. Better be careful who you do it with, though, because not everybody wears one. Right. Not everyone wears a cup, no, although no, you no, should. No. Yes, you should, but not everyone does. I wear one when we play softball. Is that going to be your new thing? Uh, no, I would not be doing that, because that seems like an injury waiting to happen. Yeah. And looks awkward. Of course it does. And I, they get on you for in a I don't blame you. You play third base. You're like, aside from the pitcher, you're the closest one to the batter. Right. And some of these guys just mash the ball. Yes, Major so League Baseball. You. Guys not wearing a cup is insane. So we know David Ross wears a cup. Yes, we do know that. Did you get a, did you get a load of J.R. Smith on a couple of different occasions? A, the shirtless thing. B, the post-game stuff with LeBron. I saw the shirtless J.R. Smith trying to pump up the crowd in between innings. Yes. This was after the Indians tied it with the home run. He was trying to get everyone all revved up. We wanted shirtless J.R. Smith, and that's what we got, Jerry. I mean, we've seen it already. We have seen it, but that's like his gimmick. I I guess. And then after the game, you got LeBron in the tunnel underneath, basically saying, it'll be all right, Cleveland. Don't worry. Congratulations to Chicago. He did a little, like, a a video on his phone for Uninterrupted, the website. And J.R. Smith is with him. And he just can't help himself. LeBron's like trying to have this serious moment. It'll be okay. It's fine. And then here's J.R. Smith over his shoulder. He's trying to get in every shot. (laughs) I mean, he just looks like a moron. Was LeBron wearing his Yankee hat? Uh, You couldn't tell. All you really saw was LeBron's face. He had the the camera phone right there. And then, like I said, J.R. Smith was kind of peeking his head in like, Trying to photobomb him, J.R. Oh, no, he did. He wasn't trying to. He absolutely did. So speaking of bombing, how about bombing an interview? So the Cubs are World Series champions. What usually happens in the locker room after you win the World Series? Champagne is flowing. And probably a lot of champagne. Heck, Bill Murray was in the uh, locker room with the Cubs last night. Well, Theo Epstein, uh, the wonderful president of the Cubs, 
was on Fox 32 in Chicago. Oh, the local station caught up. I think it was, yes, the local station. This was on the field. So clearly I would think he was celebrating and he was discussing the tense moments down the stretch. Five outs away and, you know, Pedro stays in and we give it up and then lose him there and boom, like, that's baseball. You can never get too excited. People are texting me, congrats. I'm like, f*** you. What is he? Bleep you. Oh, is that right? (laughs) That's on television. Imagine you're that local guy like, wow, we've got Theo Epstein right right. right after the World Series. We're going to go live on our local channel. Well, and I imagine it was live, right? Was, you was he talking about the tape there? Would was you? he talking about the Red Sox there? No, he was talking about the game. Oh, that game. Yeah. He was talking and about he, and how a friend, you know, texted him, "Hey, During you're only game. a few okay. hours away," and, and stuff like that. So it was pretty crazy, though. So he had that last night, and then the other one uh, from last night too. Just quickly, how about the fact that you had three catchers from the same team hitting home, uh, not hitting home runs, driving in runs? When would you think the last time that was? Never. I don't know that that's ever happened because you had Contreras early, you had uh, Montero late, and you had Ross in the middle with the home run, the whole thing. I mean, it was really a pretty wild night. It ended, oh, and I, I saw this one. So it's the first time the Cubs have won the World Series since 1908. The game took four and a half hours. In 1908, the clinching game, if I read it correctly, took how long do you think? Same time. No, no, no. Oh, less. No, there was no TV in 1908. Oh, no television? <laughs> no, there was no Are you television. sure? Black and white? Uh, I don't think in 1908. I'm going to no. say then that game took uh, two hours. An hour and 24 minutes. That's what baseball should be. An hour and 20. Yeah, but at, with these prices they're charging for tickets, if it's an hour and 24 minutes, you feel ripped off. You feel like, yes. But here's the thing with baseball. This is what, like, the game last night felt like that's exciting, and that's what baseball should be. Unfortunately, it takes a hundred and. It does. 70 games to get there. It, it takes a lot of time. 162 and then the playoffs to get to where you want to be. Right. I thought Joe Buck was perfect with it, too, when he was saying how there's like a nervous energy in here. And it's quieter tonight than it was last night because everybody's just so antsy and anxious and worried. And you kind of felt that, too. It, was, it really was cool watching. And during the rain delay, uh, Jason Hayward supposedly gave a uh, like a pep talk sure. to the Cubs. Would you be that type of guy, Jerry, to step up? Uh, Give depends a pep on the, talk. Well, it depends on the team you're on. I, I was surprised it was him just because he's not like a, a Cub that was drafted. To me, I think that's something that would come from an elder statesman. I'm not even sure if Ross would be the one to do it, but someone that was drafted by the Cubs that's a Cub through and through. Yeah, I could see that. Here it would probably probably be Boomer, right? If I would, someone had to rally the show. I would certainly think so, yeah. Boomer would call us all in and during a rain delay and he yell at us. screams at us during charity softball games. So, yeah, I would think that would be Boomer. But Jason Haywards seemed to be, like, a very uplifting. Like, this is who we are. It we worked. are here. Let's do this. Yeah, well, they went out and did it. In the t- and, by, and one other one. How about two? Miller and Chapman. I mean, I guess Miller settled down after he first came in and was terrible. But Chapman comes in, boom, line drive, boom, line drive, home run. And you're thinking... Probably shouldn't have pitched him yesterday, which, I mean, who knows? I was happy to see that. Whenever a guy, like, I feel like a guy might be a bad guy based on off-field incidents, then I like to see them not do well in big spots Well, he, like that one. And this is the, stup- the stupidity of stats. He got the win. Chapman did? Oh, Rolls Chapman's the win. Is the pitcher World of Series he winner? Got the, yeah, he got the win. So there you have it. So the World Series and the baseball season is over. The Cubs are World Series champions. We have a couple of minutes left when we come back from the break. We have a few... Interesting topics from the NFL, including uh, one Giants mom and from Brandon Marshall as well. And then Boomer and Carton on the fan. It's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Al and Jerry. It's like a podcast on the radio.
Sort of. All right, Boomer and Carton coming up in just a couple of moments. If you're just waking up and if you went to bed at 5-1 Cubs last night, you missed a hell of a last few innings. Uh, the Cubs are World Series champions. They beat the Indians in 10-8-7, back and forth game. Uh, and they win, they win for the first time since 1908. The Rockets blew out the Knicks 118-99. Another wonderful defensive performance for New York. Nets over the Pistons 109-101. couple of other things here. Annie Apple's in the news again. And... This is going to be a problem, I would think, for this poor kid, her son, and you can take it from there. Yeah, Eli Apple. Yes, Jerry. She uh, wrote another article, this time for SI.com, where she basically, well, she went after kind of the Maras for the uh, their handling of Josh Brown. And now in this one, she's saying in her article that the Giants are trying to tell Eli Apple to tell her to zip it. Yeah, which and that makes it tough for him now because he's going to have to answer questions about what his mother is writing about and saying as opposed to just worried about the Eagles on Sunday. Be like if your mom scratched a letter to the New York Post about Mark Chernoff. You're right. You're absolutely right. Then you got to come into work every day and people are going to be looking at you like, what's up with your mom? Right. Tell your mom to zip it. Right. So that's kind of a problem. And I thought, I think we all said this too, might be a problem, could be a problem when we saw she was getting these jobs. But whatever, that's his problem. He's going to have to deal with it. Be interesting to see how the Giants deal with him going forward if they hold that against him. Who knows? But anyway, uh, you've got that. You also have uh, the Jets are playing the Dolphins this weekend, and Brandon Marshall will be going up against a defensive back by the name of Byron Maxwell. Now, he played for the Eagles last year. Jets played the Eagles, uh, and he was not a big fan of him. Here was his quote yesterday. He seems like a really nice guy. He doesn't say much on the field, but because he holds every single play, I don't like him. And he was being serious. When I read these quotes, I thought he was having fun with it and joking around. He's dead serious. I do not like the way this guy plays. Maybe a nice guy, but he holds on every single play, and I can't wait to match up with him again. Yeah, I was talking to Craig uh, pre-show, Jerry, and I was saying that he's already lost a battle, Brandon Marshall. This guy's already in his his head. head. Yeah, why would you say that? Josh, because Brandon apparently speaks his mind. Whenever something's brought up, he's going to give you an honest answer, just like Josh Huff did of the Eagles when he was asked yesterday, so why were you driving with a gun in the car? I mean, I'm a professional athlete. I mean, what professional athlete don't have a gun? I mean, do you think that's true? Carrying guns with them in the cars? Yeah. I'm going to guess Eli Manning isn't carrying a gun with them at all times. I would think not. I don't think Boomer ever carried a gun at all times. He was asked if he ever actually brought the gun into the locker room. No, oh. I'm not Gilbert Arenas, bro. No. <laughs> He said he would never put his teammates in danger or jeopardy or anything like that. So not Gilbert Arenas. And then quickly, Tom Brady was asked yesterday if he ever thinks that he could be cut the way a lot of these other ones have been ceremoniously uh, bounced out of in New England. And he said, yep, life of an athlete. You got to see when the end's coming. So he thinks he could be bounced like Jamie Collins. He thinks it's possible. Boomer and Carton coming up next. Jets should get him. Before we get started, I just want to say on behalf of every single Met fan out there, this is the Rico Bronya Podcast. On behalf of all of the people that were at Chase Stadium on that October night, on behalf of every Met fan that's watched this man pitch, let me just tell Adam Wainwright, can you go f*** yourself? <laughs> wow. Wow, you weren't kidding. You were. You came in hot. Subscribe and listen to the Rico Bronya Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast.